The first week, I would like to read Genesis 15, 5, that says, Pastor Mars, é, Andrea, cadê? Tá ouvindo já? Ok. Then the, the Genesis 15, 5 says, He took, if you have your Bible, you can open also. He took him outside and said, Look up at the sky and count the stars, if indeed you can count them. Then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. To whom God was talking here? Do you know? Abraham. God was telling him that he's going to have a lot of children. Many, many children. Like the, the stars in the sky. Like the sand and the beach. And this is also a promise for the church of Christ. His, uh, his main goal is to reach people, to save people. And how we can save people? Preaching the gospel, isn't it? We need to preach the gospel, but not just preaching the gospel. We need to help people to develop their, their life as a Christian. They need to grow in their faith. And then what we have in church, in this church, we have an, uh, a way to help people to grow in faith. And the way is through the cell meeting. Because God created this strategy. Um, and this strategy is a way to harvest until the end of the times. And we await an unprecedented revival in history. Do you believe that many people are going to be saved? Amen? We believe people will be saved. People will come. More people will come. And how are we going to be able to gather these people? Do you think the, the, this building is going to be enough for all these people? No. And how can we do that? As we have been studying, as the church grew in the, and the book of Acts after Jesus went to heaven, they, they didn't have time to build any place. They were going house to house. They have meetings at the courthouse in the temple, but also they, they were going house to house. They have meetings in house. And this is the way that church will grow. Church in house is something that is God's idea. It's not just our idea. This church, uh, we as a church with cells, uh, is a community of Christians that congregates regularly. Like we call cell meetings, small groups, everything is the same. Then we, we can gather like in, in our homes, Also, in a workplace, like Pastor Marcio shared with us, he used to have meetings in his workplace in the lunchtime and the break time. He used to have schools. And, uh, uh, for example, in, in Uberlândia, our uh, mother church in Brazil, they have uh, uh, cell meetings in the... It's a, a big open space, like a countryside, the church. They ha, they, we have a big garden there. 
And then the, the small groups gather outside, like they take chairs and they gather together. Like you, if you go there before the youth meeting, you're going to see many small groups around the, 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 the outside of the church in the, the garden. And they have in small groups meetings there before the, the, the main uh, service of the youth group. And then it's the way they are doing. Like, you don't need to have, like, a, I have to have a house. If you have a space, you can call your, your people and have the meeting. And then it's a way also for us to, to gather more people to work with people. And this type of the church cells are not the option among other programs and structures, but they are the main structure in which all members must be inserted. What we are doing these past weeks, we are trying to explain more and more about the value of the cell because we want to increase and we want to make it in a way that everybody is going to take part understanding why it's so important. And I want to show some biblical basis for, the model, for this model. Like, for example, the first example that we have, it's Exodus 18, 13 to 26. I'm not going to read. It's a long passage. But here we see the congregation led by Moses in the desert was first organized in 12 tribes. They divided in 12 tribes. And then it was... If you read this passage in Exodus 18, you're going to see like there was, uh, Moses was seated a whole day in a big queue waiting for Moses to give an answer for their problems. Imagine Pastor Marcio if this church has, for example, a thousand members. And then people every day want to talk to Pastor Marcio. Do you think he's going to survive? And me, like as her wife, we are not able to deal with so many people. But if we divide the church in small groups and then each leader take part, take care of at least 10 people, 12 people, then if there is something very difficult for a leader to deal, they can bring to us, then we're going to help. But then we are just helping everybody to grow and we walk together, but if we have to wait for Pastor Mars to deal with all the problems of the church, we are going nowhere. We're going to be stuck. We cannot grow. But when we divide, then everyone can help, and then we can grow. As, as you can see in the book of Acts, the church of Jesus Christ began in the houses, and will end up this mission in the house. The word of God says the original church met every day in the temple and from the house to house. You can see this Acts 2, 46, 47, and Acts 5, 42. And when the church of Jerusalem uh, left to conquer the world, they they use like public places, synagogues, squares, schools to expand the gospel. You can read this in Acts 17, 17, Acts 18, 4, Acts 19, 8 to 9. If you want the, the Bible study, I can send you later. But just for, for us to keep walking, another passage that we can see the church used to gather in a house, Romans 16. 
3 to 5. We see here, greet Priscilla and Acla, my co-workers in Christ Jesus. They risked their lives for me. Not only I, but all the churches of the Gentiles are grateful to them. Greet also the church that meets at their house. Greet my dear friend Epenatus, who was the first convert to Christ in the province of Asia. We see here the meeting where, where, where the meeting was happening. In a house. It said that the first cell of evangelism described in details in the book of Acts was gathered in the house of Cornelius, Acts 10. Maybe you have read this story. It was a Gentile house that received Peter, and that day the, the Holy Spirit was poured out, people were baptized, saved, and there was a wonderful day. And it was in a house. It wasn't in a church. It was in a house. And Jesus had this, this custom to, to preach house to house. When you read the gospel, you see he is going to house after house preaching the gospel. They, in that time of Jesus, they used to have like uh, synagogues to meet. But Jesus tried to go there, but the religious one didn't like Jesus. They expelled Jesus from the synagogues. And Jesus, what Jesus did? He kept preaching the gospel house to house. All the houses that welcomed him, he were there and he preached it. We see that uh, his disciples always seek a word home, home to proclaim the word. Matthew 10 11 to 13. Jesus said, go, and if the house opens the door, feel welcome then. But if they don't welcome you, Jesus said, Will you just clean the dust from your shoes and keep preaching the gospel. <laughs> Do you remember this passage? Let's see some points. The importance of cell meeting. First, say with me, relationship. Again. Relationship. The most important, the cell meeting facilitates the intimate relationship between members and the development of fellowship and friendship. The best place for you to make friends is the cell meeting. Maybe you're going to say, oh, pastor, but our church is small. We don't need, we are friend of everybody here. Hey, yeah, we are friend of everybody here because our church is small now. But do you, do you want to keep small? We want to grow. We want to reach more people. And as we reach more people, it's going to be hard for you to be friend of everybody. <laughs> but you can have close friendship with, your, with the people of your cell meeting. And then you develop. Because we need this relationship, don't we? We need to have close friends. Point two, growth and extensiveness. The cells allow and promote a limited growth of the church since it's not restricted to dimensions of a temple. They make the testimony more extensive since they can spread it through the city. Like we can have cell meeting here in town center. We can have um, in some park accommodation. We, we can have in... 
in colonies, we can have in Navan, we can have in different places. It's because here is the place that we gather as a body of Christ, as a church. But as a cell, we can spread for everywhere in town. And then we are reaching more people. All right? Leadership. The cell stimulates the practical formation of new leaders. If you want to have more leaders to be trained, the cell, it's the best place. Call you here to preach in the front of the church will be a big challenge for you. But if you are invited to share the preaching in the cell meeting, it's going to be more comfortable, more easy for you. And then you can start being trained as a leader. Fourth, integration and participation. The cell provide the enabling environment to each Christian to exercise his, her gifts and talents, allow the participation of everyone. The informal dynamics of the meetings allow people to express themselves. When you are gathered there, you can say what you think, you can ask questions, you can take part. This is very good for you to grow. Five. Effectiveness. The cell reach the unconvert more easily because they go where they need where the needy people are without using formalism. Because it, as a cell group, you can, for example, prepare a barbecue or celebrate someone's birthday, have a tea time. And then you call your neighbor, you call your friend. They will feel very welcome to come. And we know some people, they don't feel comfortable to come to a church. But to come to a house, it's not a problem. They're going to feel more comfortable. Also, discipleship is more easy. The cell allows the person accompaniment with quality. Since every Christian has a leader next to him. Because as people start coming, you can, like, you can check if everything is okay, if they need some help. Because it's easy to take care. Missions sell our most efficient way to implant new churches, especially among unreached and close people to the gospel. Close, like people are closed and not open to the gospel. Then it's a, a very easy way to start a new church using this the uh, cell because it's a small group in a house, and then you 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 can start another church. I want you to explain more how we work here in our church. And this we call fructifying cycle. Like the main thing that we do like to, like it, to fructify this cycle is preaching the gospel, integrating people, discipleship, and multiplying. And Haniel I, I, uh, is going to put for us one table here and then we can see better like for example just for you to understand uh, how can we preach the gospel there is many ways for us to preach the gospel the the first column like personal evangelism you can start sharing the gospel to someone in your job or to your neighbor this is something like one-to-one or you can invite someone to come to your cell meeting. And then there he's going to listen the gospel. Or 
you you can we can prepare a harvest meeting. It's not the way the Methodist Church used to do once a year the harvest meeting to celebrate the harvest. When we say harvest meeting, it's like we're gonna harvest new souls to the Lord. Amen. And then, for example, we your cell meeting can prepare a harvest meeting. We're gonna have, for example, next month a harvest meeting, and then we're going to call visitors to come. We're going to pray for a month for someone, and then we're going to invite this person to be with us in our meeting. Then this is, can be called harvest meeting. A person can come also to our service, worship service, or even a small meeting. All this way is, can be a way to preach the gospel. But then the person accept Jesus in their heart. And, and now, what are we going to do? This person needs to start growing their faith. Then this person needs to be integrated. We need to integrate this person. And a way for this person to feel welcome is when they come to, to here, to church, they are greeting they, in the reception. It's a way they're going to start, oh, I'm welcome in this place. People love me. And then after that, a consolidation starts. What's this consolidation? It's a Bible study that this person is going to receive like weekly. Then someone's going to sit with this person, study the Bible, and explain more about their faith. After that, uh, I don't know if everybody knows here, but we have a, a wee booklet that we study with this new person. And then... The, one of the we book booklet is called Pre-Encounter. And there is some lessons that we share with this person, the one who is going to be discipling this new person. After that, there is one uh, retreat that we call Encounter with God. We, I think the last one was five years ago. Maybe we need to do another one. <laughs> Unfortunately, because of the COVID, because normally it's a retreat that we go and we sleep over there. We stay in, uh, in, in this place. We eat together. We study the Bible together. It's a very nice time, wonderful time. Those who have been there always say that was wonderful. Who, was, who went to the encounter here? Yes. How, is, how was the encounter Awesome, tremendous, wonderful. Yes. And after that, the person keep studying the Bible with the person who is discipling them. And then this person will be baptized. And uh, sometimes if there is no encounter, we, we prepare the person to be baptized in the same way. And then when we have the opportunity to have the encounter, we're going to have the encounter. But baptism, it's a... This is the final step of the integration of the person. And then this person keep being discipled. Why? Because we are not, we are, we just, we are not, our intention is not just to save this person and baptize this person, but we want to help this person to keep growing in their faith. Because Jesus said for every one of us to go and preach the gospel. Jesus didn't say, go pastors and preach the gospel. He said to all his disciples, go and preach the gospel and save people. This is something that 
every one of us were called to go, isn't it? And, but I need to know more about the Bible to be able to, to disciple someone. And then we keep discipling people in the cell meetings, in the personal discipleship, also in the school of conquerors that that lesson that you are receiving today is part of this uh, Conquer School. We have um, all the material for the School of Conquerors that is, uh, we have uh, six books with different subjects that we study to, to help this, everyone to grow and to mature. And also advanced leadership and coaching, like uh, as people start prepare to become a leader of a cell meeting, then they're going to start receiving more disciples from the pastors and leaders of the church. And then what's happened? Then the cell will multiply because our goal is to have maximum 10 people in a cell meeting. A cell meeting is not a, a place, it's not a church to 50 people. It's a small group. Maximum 10 people. And then we, when it grow, when it become, like start growing, growing, what do we have to do? What? No, we don't divide. We multiply. <laughs> if you say divide, it's a, a, a negative point of view. We say multiply because if I say your money is multiplying, what you feel? Wow, I have a lot of money. If you say, my money is divided, no good. <laughs> That's okay. Good, good to know. And then, like, uh, we multiply. Then we have the one cell that, for example, has 15 people. Then you can multiply. But you have to have, as a leader, someone that is going to be able to help you in this multiplication. Because it's not fair you work with two cells every week. But if you have a leader that you trained, then this person is going to help you. And you just be sitting with this person and asking, how are you doing? Is anything you need my help? Then you start discipling your new leader. And then there is this other point, minister, ministerial growth plan. It's like a, it's something like more organized for, to help uh, leaders to mature and receiving more teaching. And also missions, like for example, you, you start having, you, you know someone in another town and you start making contact and then maybe you can start a new cell in another town and in a few years we have another church there. Then we, it's an easy way to do missions, to make missions. Amen? And just to, to finish, go to the next uh, picture, please, Haniel. The last picture. Just for you to, to see... Like, this is it's a cycle. It's not like you do once and done. No. Since I'm, I'm helping in the church, I have been doing this cycle with many, many people. Uh, when I left Brazil, under my authority, I have 15 ladies. And Mars have uh, almost 12, 13 men. 
Some of them, are, they were married. Some were just uh, one, like, for example, I have some ladies that the husband wasn't a, a leader in the church. But under uh, our authority, when we left uh, Uberlandia, we had, like, uh, I had 15 women with me that all of them were taking care of a cell meeting. And Marcia was taking care of almost 13 men, all of them taking care of some cell meetings. Some couples had more than three or four cell meetings under their authority. And then we have a big group of leaders that we were taking care. And after we left there, the church was like, uh, because there is different uh, churches in Uberlandia, under the Shalom Uberlandia, but in our neighborhood, we have uh, 500, almost 500 people. Yes, 500 people just under our like leadership. And then you see, like uh, we have been doing this a long time, many, many times, and this is a cycle, like... Uh, we preach the gospel, then we integrate the person, we disciple the person, then we help to multiply. And then this is a very nice way to make the church to grow. Because it's not so hard. You're not working alone. As you train people, then these pe people start helping you to train more. And this is a way of multipli multiplication. Because if you have to do everything alone... After a few years, you're going to feel very, very tired. But if you have people that work shoulder to shoulder with you, it's wonderful. It's so good to be able to have other people walking with you. Then you share the res responsibility. You walk together and you help others. Because always people we need will come. But the more we know, the more we are able to help there, the more we are going to be able to spread the gospel and reach many people. And we need to understand this is what God called us to do. Amen. Church is not just a place for you to come and receive some teaching and go home and be, sit and then and, and enjoy your week. No, you are here coming to receive things to feed you, but also for you to start feeding others. And then as you do this, we grow. You feel much better when you are able to share. You feel that because life is coming through you and you are reaching other people. This is, must be our goal. Amen. Reaching more people. And th that's why we are uh, using these past weeks to share about the cell meeting because we want to make the cell meetings very strong. We want to, everyone to give value to these meetings and work together to make it stronger. Desire to serve the Lord. Use your gifts, your talents to reach more people. You, you, all of you can do something for the kingdom of God. Sometimes you think, oh no, I don't think I will be able I was sharing with, uh, with Christina last Sunday. We, when we were in, in Oberlandia, I remember we have one lady. Her name was Margarida. She came to church very, uh, like, full of disease. Her body was very, she was very sick. She came with a little child in her arms 
and very sick also. And then she came, we prayed for her. And next week she came again. And then she showed us her daughter was start healing all her disease herself. She was healing also. And bit by bit we were discipling her. She was our neighbor. We used to bring her to, to the church. Every Sunday we give a lift to her. And uh, I think it was last year we went there. And she came to talk to us. And she was sharing to us. Now she is a leader. She's helping as a leader in the church. And we were so like, our heart was so happy to see. Like she came, she was very poor. She worked in the garbage. Like, you know, recycling garbage. She worked in, in a recycling center. She was a very, very poor lady. But she was able to learn. And now she, her life changed. Her daughter, the, the oldest, is doing college now. She wants to become a lawyer. The youngest is playing uh, volleyball in a team like uh, in Sao Paulo State. She can maybe in the future be in the Olympic Games. I don't know. <laughs> but you see, God changed her life. And she's working. She's helping the church. She's using her gifts, things that she learned. And everyone can do something. Even if you say, God, I, I want to give my talents for you to use my life. I want to share what I have with others. Because there is people around you that need something that you have. And who are you going to hold this? Share. And you're going to feel blessed because you are able to reach more people. Amen. Let's pray. And after I gonna, we're going to divide. And then you're going to be able to discuss what we studied together. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you very much for this time that you gave us, Lord. Thank you for the opportunity to study about cell meetings, Lord, the value, the importance, Lord, and how important it is to, Lord, to, to have these small groups, Lord. It's a way for us to reach more people, Lord, to disciple people, Lord, and to help them to grow in their faith, Father. And I pray, Lord, that you can, Lord, set a fire in our hearts, Lord. Oh, Lord, and help us to see how important it is, Lord, to share the gospel to other people, Lord. To be able, Lord, to share the love that you put in our hearts, Lord, for you to reach people who don't know you yet, Lord. I pray for you to, Lord, bless all my brothers and sisters, Lord, and help them to be to be strong in their faith and to desire, Lord, to serve you, Lord, with their gifts and their talents, Father. In the name of Jesus, I pray and I thank you very much for this time you gave us, Father. Amen. Amen.